Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's gonna start. You got a guest? Those are the cans. This is all pro, dude. Oh, this is super pro. Yeah, this is all my stuff here. Right on. This is all my gear. Uh-huh. I just lease it for ten thousand a month. Not right on. Yeah. Uh, you hear the music? I do. Cool. This is some uh, inspiring indie background music. It's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Soothing take charge. yet inspiring. Yeah. Take charge of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the couch. Totally Tony Robbins. Find uh, your way forward. Yeah. Count the... Da, da, da. Where are you going tomorrow? Where are you today? We're headed the right way. Which way are you going to go, Mel? Up. Nowhere but up. What's up there for you? Tell me. <laughs> Light. Light. Love. Happiness. Happiness. Yes. LLH. Uh, That's what we're talking about here. LLH light, oh, I can love, feel it, man. Oh, it's so powerful. Oh, it's so good. It even burns a little oh, bit, doesn't it? Does. It does burn so oh, good. It actually stings quite a bit, but uh, you know, that's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> I can take it. So let me tell everybody something. I've got a, I've got a guest here. His name's Mel Rodriguez. <laughs> and you know what? Mel hasn't always been the Mel he was today. No. No. Why don't you tell him, Mel? No, I wasn't. I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man, Johnny. You used to fry pigeon feet. I did. I did. Downtown in an uptown bar. I did. Not anymore. But now you found your way. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. You're back. I'm back, man. He's back. It's back. You can't oh. put your shoes back on again. Welcome to Live to Tape, Mel. Oh, man, it's so good to be here. That was the best intro I think I've ever done in the podcast. <laughs> that was it right there. I will, I will get that, that was really get... inspiring. That was it fun. Really, no, it really, like, I, felt, I feel good, It is man. weird how stuff, even if you make fun of something, it doesn't matter. It doesn't You're matter. You're still doing it. It's real. It's like, like you can do anything ironically, <laughs> and it's still the same outcome. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I was driving over here, and, okay, so... What was that thing you were doing? You were you were making s- speculum? Speculum? Yeah, it was. Wait, I, what? We're gonna make some down home speculum. Oh my I'm god! I'm making some speculum. What? I'm gonna make some speculum. Which episode was it? I don't know. You were you. It was uh. something on. I was trying to. I, was it spec? It was some word. It could have been. It was it, a word. Basically anything. Yeah, and it I, it was just it had nothing to do with anything, and it was just speculum. 
Not with the number that go down and make it flick them. We're down here in the Specklum Ranch. <laughs> Specklum's something we've been making around here for about three generations. We've been making Specklum burgers. <laughs> We're proud of our Specklum. Daddy grew up on Specklum and so did my mama. Yeah, my granddaddy made Specklum. We're the Specklum brothers. My granddaddy's granddaddy made Specklum too. He was a speckling spectator. He was. We all came from a bunch of, well, we're just all downhearted boys here. That's what we are, and we're proud of it. A lot of people think that we are, we stole speckling from somebody. <laughs> that is not true. That ain't true. Don't be saying that around me, because you're liable to get shot. You're liable to get shot. That's liable right. To get cracked in the face with a whip pipe. I'll slap you across your goddamn face. That'll take you down Take you down to downtown. I will. I'll fix wrestle your ass. He'll fix you a cup of coffee that you can't undrink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got tacos here. You want to hit, help yourself to taco bar? Go ahead. Put Come a little on. speckle on that taco. You put a little speckle on that taco, and you're gonna. T- you only need one taco. That's it. That's all you need. Most of the time, I eat six or seven tacos. But if I put a little speckle on a taco, I only you need one. You just need one. You just need one. That's all you need. You just need one. That's all you need. You just need one. That's right. Spectrum Brothers is here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy Dean, and I approve this message. Hi, I'm Jimmy Dean, and pretty much anything I say goes. Uh, that's you ever met Jimmy Johnny. Dean? Just, you just go with it, bro. Yeah, you just went with it. See? Yeah. It's hard to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go with it, dog, right? Yeah, dog. You know yeah. that shit. You go with it. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. You know I'd be going with that shit. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> you ever you ever uh, been in a gunfight? A gunfight. I've been around many gunfights. Really? Yeah, I grew up in Miami. Right. In the that's 80s. what I knew. That that's yeah. why I sort of was like, I don't want to start off, you know, too strong here. <laughs> but I feel like. No, I grew up. I grew up in Little Havana. Right. Which but is, I grew up in the Little Vietnam section of Little Havana. So I went to Florida State University. Oh. I'm not from Florida. Yeah. But I Gainesville, uh, right? No, uh, no, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. That's right. That's just how much respect you have for it. The fact that you don't even know what fucking city it's in. <laughs> that's like the. I feel like that's the ultimate way I'm to just. Dis- no, it's great I'm though. So sorry. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. But people, people from Miami and people from Gainesville hate Florida State. And can I vape from, in here? You can do whatever you want. Right on. Cool. Well, if as long as you don't have to. It's uh, not weed. It's nicotine. You didn't ask me. <laughs> I'll just pretend you didn't ask me. I'll make like a like a nice like a bleep bleep. Um, so, yeah, people hate Miami, and people in Miami hate Florida State, so it's like a thing where... No, they don't. I, well, I don't. The I, football I have, stuff. I have no feelings the either col- way. The college football I don't crap. get into that I don't shit. really care either. I think it's fun to, to say that, but I actually don't care. Isn't there a big rivalry, UF, UF, UF and FSU? UF and FSU is the main rivalry, but it's also Miami and FSU. UM, yeah. yeah, right. So, I have never been to Miami, though. I don't care about football. I don't care about sports. I tried so many times. Have you ever tried to get into sports as like a, a sort of antidote for distraction or like, you know, no. to be into something that's kind of apolitical? No. I really, I tried many times. I just can't do I, it. I can't do it. I just can't get into sports. Really? I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, that, uh, st- I'm not, I'm not I, I can't, I can't do it. Not even a little baseball from time to time? You know what? I love to fall asleep to baseball. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very, very soothing. Fun. It is very soothing because it's like that. You always hear that sound in the background, that kind of. Ah, I bet I can pull this up on YouTube here. 
Uh, but I'm gonna type in baseball game ambiance. Yeah. If this is if this is on here, I'm gonna be fucking stoked. Like here I love is. falling asleep to a baseball game. What is this? This is some crackerjack bullshit. This isn't good. <laughs> this is kind of some. What is this? This is just but like that's like that's like a bit the, the crowd. Yeah. Isn't that great to it's fall good, asleep yeah. to? Joe Higgins coming up. He's uh, fresh out of uh, Arizona State and uh, red shirt. He's a good guy. Okay, and he's out. <laughs> I wish I had actually had a voice to do that shit. The guys like those guys have great voices. Yeah, they have such great voices. But you still don't give a shit about sports, right? I really don't give a shit about. I, I like I like boxing. I used to right. box. Oh, when that's I was right. Younger. Really? So yeah. When you were really young, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Is that something so, you got into is like a uh, with someone like, hey, Mel, you should do this, or you were like, oh, I want to do that. I got into trouble when okay. I was a kid. That feels like I got thrown out of a town. No way. Yeah. What town? It was called Miami Springs. Right. And so they Wait, were did like, did you live there, or were you visiting and you got kicked out? No, I, I, I was kind of a troublemaker. A oh little man, bit. the way you say that, the way you so calmly say that, and knowing you right now, was only knowing you as you are in the last, you know. I'm not five, a troublemaker anymore. It's like. That you must have been making some real trouble, man. <laughs> I kind of was. What kind of trouble? Just you know, I was I, I was a rambunctious kid. You know, firecrackers. Firecrackers. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So nothing like heavy trouble. Not heavy trouble, no. But um, and and so they they gave me like I don't know they gave me a bunch of they said you know you can well, you who's can that you can the judge mm-hmm. was like you can you can spend like you can go to like this boot camp thing or you can just leave town wow and i was like i'll leave town and do a bunch of community service was this where you went to high school or is it younger high school okay and so uh i was like all right cool so i went to community service and there's a place called elizabeth varick gym in coconut grove Uh and um there was this guy there kind of one of my angels and he was like he was like, "All right, you can clean toilets and mop the floors, or you can dress up, and I can teach you. How, you know, and, and you can I can teach you how to box." And you learn how to box. And I was like, "I'll, I'll learn how to box. I don't wow. want to fucking clean toilets and shit." And he was like, "He was like, all right, cool." So I learned. I kind of learned how to box, and he gave me community. He gave me community service hours for that. For boxing. For boxing. It's pretty nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, so I would just go there every day after school, after skipping school. <laughs> so, I hated school. School, yeah, it was, I didn't like it either. I really, but I, I just, went. I, <laughs> it, they just, I, I, how much of the stuff really, how much of the stuff do you use today that you learned in school? I mean, probably stuff like details about. People I thought were interesting, like dumb shit. Something, nothing I actually learned. There was all the stuff I learned in school. I think was incidental. Yes, it's like stuff learning how to uh, talk your way out of something. Really, learning how to like. Yeah. Oh, this is when the math. math this is when my math teacher's mad. Yeah, like this is what right, it looks like. Right, this is right. Oh, this is what it looks like to see a nun not cry, but yeah. want to cry. Or like oh, did just, you go to the Catholic school? Yeah, I went to Catholic school. So Where'd you grow up? In Minnesota, in a really small town. Not that small. 
Rochester, oh, okay. Minnesota. So yeah, and that's why you can't skip school because you can't. In a small town, I feel like you can't really skip school because you can't. No, they know. They know. They fucking know. Yeah, they don't know. I went to. I had a graduating class of like a thousand. Jesus. People. Yeah, they don't give a. fuck. I went to Miami High. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. gone. That's easy. It's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Less crayons. You remind me of my little brother before he really? started doing steroids. Wow. What yeah. can I? What can I look like then? <laughs> What can I get like? He was the sweetest kid. And then, you know, he got, got picked on enough and he was just like, all right, I'm doing Damn. anabolic fucking steroids. And was this just... a long time ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. So how many brothers and sisters do you have? I've got a younger sister and a younger brother and then an older half sister and an older half brother. Right. Yeah. So we're five. Okay. Uh-huh. Did any of them like get you into trouble or get you out of trouble? I smoked weed with my older sister for the first time. How old were you then? Uh, I was like ten, and I just got really Damn. hungry. I That's pretty eat. young. I just wanted to eat everything. Damn. I didn't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Man, Miami's fucking crazy, isn't it? It was nuts when I was growing up. Yeah, it's tough because that was the that it was, was sort of the, the height Mar- of. It was during the Mario boat lift and what is that? All that. Well, we, you know the beginning, the opening of Scarface. Yeah, where the where the boat where all those boats are coming in, and it's like, what's the, what's that? What's the opening oh, to? Let's play it. Yeah, Scarface opening song. Yeah. Okay. It's oh that's like a cool song, right? It is, yeah. And then the boats are coming in. That's is that's the it? Mario boat lift. Tell me, is this it here? Yeah. This is intro theme. Is this it? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So all those boats are coming in nice. and stuff like that. Well, that's when Castro was basically a lot of good people came. Yeah. But. He basically emptied out his prisons and insane asylums. And that's him saying... Castro. Yeah. We don't need him. If you don't want to be part of the revolution, we don't need you. We don't don't want you. So what year was that? That was 85. 85. Fucking jam. This is a very low-quality MP3 where we fucking did this. You hear the fucking mesh sounds around it. That's a crazy time to be there, for real. That's a it very, was pretty uh, nutty. Yeah. Especially when you're at an age where you kind of understand stuff. Like, you're not responsible for a lot of, for anything yet, but you understand, like, oh, something's, this is kind of, something's going on. Something is going yeah. on. Yeah, you know when you know something's going on when your buddy, like, Javier is getting dropped off at junior, at, like, like, at junior high school, uh, with his his uncles dropping him off with like a panther in the back seat. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh my god! A panther? A panther what with kind a of car? with a gold chain, like an S five fifty drop drop top. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and then you know, and then people would have these <laughs> these <laughs> a fucking panther, a panther, a panther. Oh I shit God. you not. I mean, I shit you not. It's too ridiculous to be made up. No, yeah, it, it, yeah. And then, and then, you know, you, you, you'd know like somebody was dealing drugs because there was in in your neighborhood that was like really, really poor. Right. And they'd have these like six thousand square foot lots, so there was nowhere to build but up. So yeah. people would start to build these little, like you know, uh, these. Cinder block mansions, like shanties, kind of or not? Yeah, cinder block kind of mansions. Okay. So they'd go up. They'd yeah. start building up, and um, and they always had these like 
build and and for protection they'd build these gigantic little saint houses in front oh, okay. you know and so they build these cinder block mansions up and then production would stop on the cinder block mansion you'd be like ah jose's dad got popped oh you fuck know? yeah that's crazy yeah man yeah. i can't imagine being around that at a young age that's something that like so it's also so in like the media and stuff, everything it's like a thing that always movies are made about it. Like you know, just Scarface, just alone. Yeah, is all this, there's so much uh, surrounding it that is like mytho- almost. It's like a uh, mythology. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was scary too because you know I was just a I was just we were just kids. We yeah. were playing Lightbright one day, and then the next day we had these kids who were who had been in jail for wow. like stabbing people and stuff and so we're playing light bright one day and the next day you're like getting stabbed in the face with a pencil you got stabbed oh i did yeah i remember i remember like being in in um in elementary school and um i remember uh like uh like kind of ratting on this kid mm. saying no he did it no he did it Uh-oh. you know and they put me in the corner, and they and they and he said, "No, he he did it." And so they put me in the corner, mm-hmm. and so uh, he he raised his hand and said, "Can I go sharpen my pencil?" And so while I was in the corner, he was going went to go sharpen his pencil, and he stabbed me in the face with a pencil. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it went right through my fucking cheek. Well, what and happened then? Like, they were like, "This kid's, you know, this kid's suspended. Like, oh, we, you know, he's got to, yeah." But it was like. You know, yeah. Kids didn't do that. No, <laughs> not supposed to do you're not, that. You're not supposed to like stab one, someone through their cheek with a pencil. That's scary too, because you can see like, oh, that this might come back to haunt you outside of school, because it's yeah. like everything. It's not like stuff at least stays there or anything. It's all this no drama no. that yeah. So it, it was really, it was really, it was a real, it was a really dangerous environment. Yeah. 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 I remember reading in a Mad Magazine or something a, sign, a joke sign that said, um, "You're now leaving Miami. We'll get you next time." Because that was back when a bunch of tourists got killed there. That's right. I was like, there was what a... the fuck? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a nutty time. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, we'd hear gunshots at night all the time. It start out like, you know, pop, pop, pop. Wow. And I grew up right near. The thick of it. Damn. So, yeah, all the time we had this little ritual where I'd grab my sister and my brother and we'd just jump on the floor and mm-hmm. I'd cover them and, and um, you know, jump on top of them and, and, and um, get in between the, uh, get in between the, uh, the, the, the bedpost and the wall. Jesus Christ. Was this, a, would they ever have bullets go through the wall? Uh, the uh, pe- people near nearer to to Eighth yeah. Street where the bars were did we we never God. had any come through our walls. That's nuts, man. That's yeah. got to like change your life suit dramatically. It has to like kind of inform. I feel like that's a. I have a little PTSD. Yeah, yeah. That's heavy shit. It's pretty heavy, that's especially if you're a uh, young person. Yeah, yeah, man. I but but I but you got I, don't out. Know, I did. Yeah, no, not. not not necessarily PTSD. I think I have this thing that maybe like helps me a little bit. Like right. I have, I have a thing where I know, you know, you don't like. My wife is from a town 
of like 200 people. Her okay. graduating class was like 12 people. Right. You know? So, like, I back my car into parking spaces. Holy shit. You know? like fucking Jason Bourne, man. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> ready to run? You're just, like, ready to go. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. She doesn't understand. Like, I've always got to have my back towards the wall at the Jesus restaurant. Jesus Christ. And, watch, and, like, watch the door, you know? And it's just these things that have stayed with me throughout yeah. my life. And she doesn't get it, and I, but but I, but like I just I'm they've they're things that have just kind of stuck with me, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I you know, hey, time is right. You're I'll ready, be ready. You ready to rip? It's right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to go? <laughs> He's ready to go. Ready to go. Was all that stuff going on there? It was all, was was it all just uh, drug related? Was any of it like? Because most people in Miami are Cuban. Are you Cuban? I I'm half Cuban, half, half Cuban. Appalachian. Appalachian. Yeah, only in Miami, dude. Got it. Yeah. You mean Appalachian, like? Like my mom is like like Tennis, Irish, Tennessee Irish, okay. like tenth generation. That's funny. Yeah, from the mo- mountain people. Right, but all most of that stuff going on was most people in Little Havana are Cuban, hence the name Havana. Yeah. And uh-huh. so a lot of so most of that crime was related to people who were f- coming from Cuba or it's like a drug people just were involved in Colombians, the drug trade. Cubans, okay. you know, people people in the drug trade. Yeah, so p- primarily Colombian, Central American, Nicaraguans got involved when during the d- during the Iran-Contra stuff. Do any of those people care like, "Oh, you're Nicaraguan and you're Cuban, so it's like a was there any like a rivalry in terms of that?" Oh, sure. Really? God, yeah. that seems even crazier. Yeah. It's not just that. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get out of that situation? Because you started acting pretty young, right? You got into I, something. I did. I I um I had a teacher, who, was really cool. And so what what happened was I I um, I decided, um after I had gotten into that the boxing the the trouble stuff yeah. that I was going to go to this school and kind of reinvent myself and like get get out of all that yeah. crap and like stop hanging out with the, those people and. And so I went to Miami High, and um, it was uh, I, I had a what was it? It was it was a a, a study hall class, mm-hmm. and so I had a study hall class, and there was this really cute girl there, and she was like, "Hey, there's this like improv class after school. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, um. I I basically you know um, I basically uh, they they people got up on stage and did these improv monologues and so I went up on stage and and did this improv monologue about this guy who had like you know been to the juvenile detention center and like was all you know this badass and blah blah and had done all this like you know stuff and you know yada 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 and um, and um, Everybody was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Was is is that real? Did that really happen? And I was like, "No." And they were like, "Whoa, that seemed really real." Was, was it like, partially real? Was it kind of by it yourself? Was all, it was all. Oh. Yeah, it was all real. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and so um, I think the teacher knew mm-hmm. it was, and she came up to me afterwards and she was like. Listen, I'd I'd really like for you to to 
to do this play called The Inner Circle. It's about AIDS awareness, and we're mm-hmm. going to go around, we're going to tour it and stuff. And then uh, there was this guy, Pedro Zamora. He was on the um, uh, the one of the one of the original casts of the Real World. He was Real World. San- oh, yeah, Pedro. Remember? Yeah, he was uh, San Francisco. Yeah, he was gay, right? He was gay. Did he have AIDS? He had AIDS. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. that now. That was and early. So, yeah, very early. And so he was Cuban, mm-hmm. and he did. He would. He we'd tour the play, and then we'd do, we'd do, uh, uh, we'd do a Q and A afterwards, mm-hmm. right? So, if this isn't the, the the craziest thing, so that guy who would drive around with Panther, mm-hmm. who like everyone wanted to be, you right? Know, you know, he was like his name was Domingo. He was like right? the Scarface, basically. He was basically Scarface. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be this guy. He had the big chain. He had the cars. He had the money. He had the girls. You know, um, this is very trippy. Um, so so anyways um full circle um we ended up going to the Dade County Detention Center to do the 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 play right and um uh after after doing the play um I saw Domingo there in he, Dade he was in, an inmate he was an inmate uh-huh. and he came up to me and he had he had tears in his eyes and he had somehow convinced the CO, the correctional officer, that I was his cousin and that he wanted to talk to me. Um, and they gave him a minute. And um, he was he was he was like weeping, mm-hmm. you know. And there was this music back then called Freestyle. Do you remember Freestyle? Uh, yeah, it's like a Miami bass kind of shit, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. totally like Johnny O. And, Dude, yeah, fucking yeah. Hit some right quick. Oh, I got some. I have a, I have a Rock Force 12-inch, actually, I think, <laughs> of some Miami bass shit at home. Let's see here. It's, oh. so, it's so East Coast, so like... Yeah, I got to find some. I definitely got some of this shit on here. It's got to be some of this on YouTube, for real. Um, like Johnny O and like... Um, Johnny O, huh? Yeah, Johnny O. Put Johnny O or 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 uh, what? What's what's some other stuff? This is it, man. Right, something like this. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is classic Miami bass. Cla- yeah. This is a music review podcast. I'm gonna review this real yeah. quick. Uh, really good. I fucking love it. I'm gonna give it um five snaps. <laughs> so he comes up. You. So he comes up to me and he says, Mel, you know, Melvin, you know, you got something, you know. He said, I always wanted to be a singer. So he wanted to do this kind yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? And he asked his dad. His dad said, sings. Yeah, this is this is the sing. <laughs> Very emotional. Yeah, it's interesting how it's emotional. It's oh, yeah. Like- Cubans really figured out music. Yeah. There's something about an island that just fucking... Island makes music good. It, it does, yeah. Yeah. So you said he wanted to be a singer? So he said he wanted to sing, be a singer, eh? and his dad said singing was for faggots. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably been said many thousands of times. I'm sure it has. Usually about dancing, though, but I mean... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people say that about singing. Yeah. And he says, you got something, you know? He said... Um, they say I killed somebody, right? And I'm going upstate for good, you know. 
He says, you really have something. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. How old were you then? I was maybe 16 at the time. That's a real fucking fire right there, man. Yeah. That's one of those things that's like, what a gift. Yeah. To get that from someone like such a condensed little thing like, hey, do this. Yeah, right? Like, what a wonderful thing to have because it's like, this probably was like a lot of fuel and inspiration for you, right? So here was this guy that was kind of my hero. Right. You know what I mean? Telling me this this stuff I was doing is bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to go away for life. Fuck the panther. Yeah, fuck the panther and fuck the gold chains right. and fuck fuck all this stuff it's all bullshit i'm gonna go to jail for life uh-huh you know what i mean that's where this leads you you know yeah go do what what you what you you have a talent go do that you know uh-huh. Fall, pursue this to the fullest you know and and it really struck me you mm-hmm. know what i mean this guy here's this tough guy oh yeah you don't see guys like this cry you know what i mean and he's got I mean, he's weeping, you know, and then he just walks away, and that really just changed changed my life. Because then know? you went to you started studying acting after that. Well, then what happened was, I just I was just like, that's it. I just full on full just that that was my focus, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I really wasn't digging school, you know, and and I got offered a scholarship to this place called New World School of the Arts in Miami. Right. And I wasn't digging high school, you know, and I wasn't getting a lot out of it. So I was just like, you know, screw high school. I'm going to get my GED. They offered me a scholarship to go to. I know what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to I'm just going to get my GED and go to college, you know. So I did that and I went there for a year and then. I got offered a scholarship to go to school in New York, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Yeah, New York. That's where that's where you go." It's not Miami. It's not Miami, yeah. and I can get the f- fuck out of here. Yeah, you know, and that really opened up my world. Wow, you know, like I had never, you know, I I never had like I just it really just. I, I, my world was so small. Like, I had never eaten sushi. I had never, like... Had you ever seen snow? I'd never seen snow. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, like, I... There were just... I mean, I'm... Uh, there were so many things I'd never seen and done or heard. Right. It's just... It just, like... It, it just... It, it, it just blew my whole mind, you right. know? Uh, and especially a city like that that's, like, so... Oh, it's everything. It's everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, everything but a uh, trash pickup every day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> everything but a good way to pick up trash. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York, we've got everything except uh, we have a problem with trash. A way to get rid of the stench. Yeah, we have sort of an issue with uh, garbage bags being, uh, you know, thousands of them on the sidewalk. <laughs> okay. Even the nicest hotel in the world will have a pile of it's fucking garbage bags. It really is. <laughs> Oh, also rats. A lot oh. of rats. And piss. And rats, piss, piss garbage. Garb- and, uh, you know, generally very hot subways. Oh, my God, those summers. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's nightmare down there. Uh, did you ever live in New York? No, I, I've been there enough to know I don't want to live there. Yeah. I could do my 20s really drunk. Yeah, there's something about that. 20s yeah. is okay, uh-huh. but unless you stay there in uh-huh. your 20s, Anytime I go, every time I go back to New York, I'm like, 
I gotta get the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. It's something about it. Oh no! It just feels like like I'm being like a, like I'm in a war zone. Oh no! Or something. I, I get panic attacks. Yeah. There. I see old people there, and I, I'm like, oh my god, how do they do it? Like, oh, yeah. oh my god, like people racing by them, and just they're just. Eh. I'm like the weird disparity between certain areas where like there's like there's a shop here that has everything's coated in dust. Yeah. Next to a place that is the most expensive coffee shop yeah. in America. Yeah. And it's all this, it's just all this weird little patchwork of things. It's really it's, strange. It's a, so kind of aggressive. I, I can't really handle it. Yeah. It seems I can't to be really either. cool. Yeah. But you have to be on something a little bit to, to file the edge off. You really do. Because a lot of people live there, don't, they don't go home. They, they go home to sleep, but after work or something, it's like, oh, they go meet in a bar because it takes such a so long to get home that you're like, everyone kind of lives. Oh, oh with yeah. A backpack. I like had them. I had the great I had, I had the $3 movie theater which is gone where I'd take a nap. Oh, is this in New York? Yeah. When you were going to college there? Yeah, so that's where that's the $3 movie theater nice. where I'd go take a nap during the day cuz it was like you know, hot as death. Yeah, and so it was air conditioned and you could just sit in the movie theater right. and take a nap for couple hours yeah so you were studying a lot of drama then or how did you get into i went to suny purchase up there yeah uh up up in the woods studying theater where's where's purchase is that upstate or something upstate a little bit up in westchester county not too far upstate you take the mta for uh about an hour that's perfect yeah Uh uh-huh just far enough to where you can go if you want but not if you which was really cool so on the weekends you could come down you know and 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 play around in Manhattan and then come back, you know, during the week. So did you go see a lot of, like, plays and things I back did, then? I did, man, which so was you, so cool. So you were started with theater. That's your whole background, basically, is theater. Yeah. And were you doing a lot of, like, certain type of theater or were you, I mean? Yeah, a lot of off-Broadway. Okay. Um, did some stuff at The Public, did some stuff at, like, La Mama and, and um did some stuff, some some like really obscure stuff at the Ohio, and um, and then I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Was was and then, theater? Uh, yeah, but I was living in a I literally living in a walk-in closet. Yeah, like I had to walk through my buddy's bedroom to go to the bathroom. No thanks. No, <laughs> no, and and then I did. You know, the, the badge of honor is to do, like, uh, an episode of Law & Order. Okay. You know, and I did right. my Law & Order episode. And at the time, there was Third Watch, so I did Third Watch. Right. And then there was nothing else. There was nothing else filming there. So wow. I was, it. Yeah, it was like you were delegated to doing theater at that mm-hmm. point. And you just couldn't couldn't live. I was, man, I was uh, managing a cigar shop. Wow. And um, Is that because you're a Cuban? They're just like, oh, you're, you're hired. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. you know about cigars. You're Cuban. Yeah, can, yeah. You, can you talk with an accent, yeah, too? Yeah, totally. <laughs> when people come in, can you go, hey, how you... I can't even do it. What's a Miami Cuban accent? It's like a... <laughs> yeah, you, you you know a lot about cigar, right? <laughs> no? Yeah, you know. You know you know cigar. Good, good. Oh, you hi. Come, 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 well, man. What's a good cigar do you have here? Well, you have a Cohiba. You have a very oh, good... That's the that's the special Cuban, oh, it's right? Very good, Monte Cristo number two. You uh, like? Are those are those legal? Don't tell nobody. Okay, I won't tell nobody. <laughs> Come downstairs to the basement. <laughs> I, me and you, we we have a private oh session. Oh my god! Uh, so, um, so yeah. So you know, uh, 
Yeah, and we did. We did sell Cuban cigars. Oh yeah, we, from from downstairs. And contraband. We, you know, we sold contraband. Yeah. So dangerous. And it was so funny. These guys, they were such such morons. Oh yeah. You know, they'd come in. The guys from from Wall Street and stuff God. like that. And they thought they thought they, they thought they were so hip buying. You know. It, they're, they're Cuban cigars, mm-hmm. you know, and paying 40 bucks a cigar for. Jesus Christ. You know, um, they pay so much for these cigars, my goodness. It was oh, there, not... there was a big boom. I mean, When I was a freshman in college, I wrote a paper about the cigar boom that was happening. Like, it was 1998. Yeah. was sort of the peak of it. Uh-huh. They were, like, just all of a sudden huge. Yeah. And there was all these, like, problems because they couldn't manufacture enough of them and uh-huh. all those sort of things. But... Yeah. It was like a thing where the price of them, people pay 40 bucks for a fucking cigar. One cigar. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. The Fuente Fuente Opus X, that's like that a $100 cigar. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's people, what I was into before drinking was cigars. Cigars. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing looking back when I was like 16. Yeah, really into cigars. <laughs> well, like what? A, what a ridiculous thing! So I was, I, I was, I, I was loving it because I was making, you know, making good money, and yeah. it was, it was great because I'd, I'd, I'd give out free cigars, mm-hmm. and so we had a system in. It was on West Broadway between Spring and Broom, so I, I give out free cigars, and everybody give me free drinks in Ooh. the neighborhood and free food. So yeah, we, yeah, a little racket. So, yeah, yeah, a little Miami racket. Yeah. So, That's yeah, fucking cool. Absolutely. So, um, so I, I couldn't pay for a drink. I, yeah. I couldn't pay for a meal. Um, so that that's the only reason I honestly I survived. Right. Um, but this is all all this drama, all this uh, theater you're doing is a lot of drama stuff, right? Mostly really dramatic stuff, and then yeah, and then I came here and started doing a bunch of comedy. So how that happened? Because I know you as being uh, all these comedies I love, like getting on is. Yeah, is this same amazing comedy? Yeah, the same with Last Man on Earth, and yeah, everything I know you is playing. A lot of times you play a character, you're playing it very grounded and very straight, but it's in this comedic. It's very funny. Well, for ten years I played cops. Okay, I just played cops. Really? Yeah, I played cops. I don't know why. That's funny. Yeah, I just played cops. I remember getting in a car. I go back when I first lived here. I worked at Fox. Fox.com worked at their website, and we used to sometimes find a way to finagle a car service to the airport if we had to travel because we, we could expense it. Yeah. And we had a driver one time who's this you know, young white dude who we were talking on the drive to the airport, back from the airport, and he was talking about you know, what he does. He's like, and he gave us his card, and his whole goal in life at that point in time was, yeah, I moved here uh, to play cops and firemen on TV. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good. You can do that. Yeah, you can make a living playing yeah. cops and firemen. Yeah, if you look a certain way, you know, have like enough. Sure, you look just enough like a cop, but not enough, not interesting enough to pop out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a stash and yeah. That's crazy. You did that for like, so forever for like ten oh, years. Oh my huh? goodness. So yeah. So I so I I was walking around three in the morning. I was like. I can't do this shit anymore. This is like, in LA. We moved to LA. This was in New York, and I oh, was, New York. Okay. I was like, I can't live in this walk-in closet anymore, yeah. and like, you know, eat kung pao chicken anymore, and like, I had lost the job at the cigar shop, and I was just like, I just, I, I, I'm, it's a wrap on this. And my buddy was out here in LA, and he was working all the time doing, doing guest star roles, but uh-huh. he was. 
you know, he's making a living and yeah. he's like living in a nice little apartment in West Hollywood and, you know, getting residual checks in the mail and, you know. He's sounds like, pretty good. Yeah. I was like, that sounds pretty sweet, dude. You know, and I was like, I was like, he was like, look, fly, I'll, I'll buy you a ticket and introduce you to my manager. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. And then, then I came out here and just literally, like, played cops for forever. I mean, right. the first thing I did was this movie called Deuces Wild. Okay, I don't think I know that. N- no, it was... <laughs> it was a fucking mess. <laughs> oh, was everybody, it a shit everybody, show? Everybody, well, it was such a shit show. It was like... Oh, God, it was Brad, Brad Renfro, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, that's right, man. Uh, he was great, though. He really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville and uh, Stephen Dorff. And, uh, God, it was, like, all these young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Scott Calvert, rest in peace, who, like, was trying to just wrangle all these guys who were just off doing drugs in their trailers yeah. and stuff. And it was it was a shit show, dude. That was a different time. It really was, yeah. Things have changed. Things have changed. You can't do as many drugs, I think, on set. <laughs> it's harder. It's much it's harder. It's harder to, to get get blasted. Yeah. Oh, my God. People are getting really blasted. Yeah. yeah. I think they still are. They're just a little more careful about it, I feel I, like. I don't think you – well, I just don't think you can sustain a lifestyle like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Or you have to be like an old guard, someone who's much older, someone who's like 50 or 60, someone who's been doing it for – who has a lot of name recognition, so you can kind of... And they're a pro at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I can do what I want. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm Andy Garcia. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I shouldn't drink this? Okay. <laughs> Maybe you drink it, okay? <laughs> Maybe you drink it, and you make me another one, and I drink the one that you made for me. Okay. <laughs> Are we good? Good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mr. Garcia. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know how they sustain it. I. Yeah. I... Yeah. I, yeah. I don't get it either. I've met working people who I'm like, how the fuck are you this way at this time? For real. Yeah. You're like coasting on some sort of invisible cushion. Well, they, you know, you're on these sets sometimes with those people and they're like, you know, well, know to get the shots off by by noon. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, otherwise, otherwise it starts to deteriorate. Yeah. It's, or you're not going to get them. Oh, they're going to be uh, dirty in my coverage? Oh, they're not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely not. Oh, is there going to be someone what I can talk to? No one? Okay, got it. Great. Right. It'll just be someone reading off camera? Cool. Great. Right. This is going to look really good. I'm sure you're going to use a lot of these reverses. Right. You're not going to use his reaction shots for the entire thing as opposed to anything I'm doing. It's going to be definitely a, a one yeah. sh- a one shot. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit of my ear going, <laughs> <laughs> Well, how did you get into comedy, though? Because you do it so your stuff is so brilliant. I love all the characters Thank you play you. so much. I love. Well, I found out I love. I love comedy, man. I. I but how? I don't know. It just. It just happened. What was it just the first role? Happened. Where, what was the first comedy role that you went out for? And what was the first one that you ended up playing? Do you huh. remember even? I don't. I. I don't even remember. We have to know, like, what's the first one you actually played on, like a movie or a TV show, right? Was it like a first time you like did a uh, comedic role? 
God, it might have been the watch with you. Oh, really? But that was interesting because you were that was such. Because I didn't say anything. God, I didn't say was, anything the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it was just me and Will. That was a funny little situation there. Yeah. You guys had a cool. You guys were like the. Uh, that was such a cool character thing because you guys were like these weird, kind of um, like com- comedian duo that yeah. popped in from time to time and just. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, that and I a... and I found I I didn't I I really I didn't have a line the entire time. Yeah, because you didn't speak. That was the joke. That was the joke. You were a cop. I was a you cop. You were a cop. <laughs> I was a cop. How long ago was that? It was like six years ago, seven you... years ago. God, long. I think it was longer than that. Jesus Christ. And I and I remember thinking I wanted to say things mm-hmm. so bad, but couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it started. It was like, oh, yeah, I think I think I if I could say this now, this would be funny. Yeah. And I think that's when it started. Yeah. I think that might have been it. So it wasn't was getting on the first thing, though, the first series you were on that was a comedic series. Yeah. But getting on is also not a normal show. That's a fucking dark show. It was very dark. Man, that yeah. show is like one of the fun. It's the kind of show where I would watch it, but sometimes I would be laughing so much, but also like, "Oh my god, god. that's crazy!" Yeah, and then you, you you know you wanted to cry, and then you you didn't know whether to like just the cringe you, factor. You, you felt too. terrible for laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because everyone in that show was so kind of despicable, but also fully relatable. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> and our relationship, my relationship with Alex was like, oh my god, dude, that it shit was, was weird. fucking crazy. It was weird. They, 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 they had the, they, they really like, emotionally, I think they were both probably around eight years old. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of, that show was just so great though. It really was. It was so. That was like doing theater. Oh, it really was. Also, you're working with Laurie Metcalf, who's oh like Oh, my a, God. She's unbelievable. She's nuts. Oh, she's, she's just so good. Sometimes she's jazz, man. I, I'm watching her do stuff that I've, ne- I've never seen a person do that before. That her face is-, is Oh, it's like, nuts. It's Miles Davis, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not. There's <laughs> it's that a, one scene where she's got the rats and the that that makeshift laboratory <laughs> upstairs. And I'm thinking, like, this character is absolutely fucking insane. Out of their mind. But she's so real at yeah. the same time. And your so character- Because uh, I grew up in Minnesota, I grew up in Rochester, Minnesota, where the Mayo Clinic is, so I, everyone I knew was a doctor- oh. Oh, okay. So all your characters to me were people who I've I've actually met that person. You have? Oh, for real. I knew a person who was exactly like Metcalf's character. Uh, maybe her character's obviously more turned up and neurotic than yeah. that. Yeah. Same with your character, too. I knew a couple people who were like that. Yeah. And people who were like Daniel Stern's character. Yeah. Just all those people. This is very real people. Yeah. That's what To me, that show was like a doubly special for that reason because it was so accurate in terms of how these characters were acting in a medical setting like yeah. just the way that people always think the doctors and nurses are so buttoned up but they're also just a bunch of fuck oh they're ups. out of their fucking minds yeah, yeah absolutely my sister's my my sister's a nurse practitioner she tells me stories all the time my my mom's a nurse and they're fucking nuts a lot of drug addicts oh yeah it's all kinds of crazy absolutely. shit absolutely like yeah yeah, they'll they'll come around with syringes and take take. They have lock boxes on oh, the yeah. on the opiates now. Mm-hmm. Have you know you know the uh, yeah? You, it's all locked. You have it's to all sign everything up. out. Yeah, uh-huh. but still, that is, you have to, the person you have to be able to sign it out. to, yeah. to 
to get it for patients. So, but on on the actual IVs now they have no lock way. boxes. Yeah. God. Yeah, because people were going, uh, nurses were going around and like taking their own syringes and uh, taking po- a little bit, taking a little bit, taking a little, I mean, a little you know, bit, a little, a little uh, puff from the piper. A little. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I believe it's called puffing on the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were doing. So after that, you were kind of that put you in this comedy world where you're just doing a lot of comedy stuff because you did, which I love. Oh yeah, I really do. Me too. I fucking love it because it's, it's fun. The, the because there's so many beats, you know. Yeah, there's so many beats. It really is like, uh, like jazz. It's it's like it really is like jazz. There's so many like there's there's it's. You know, I mean, speaking of jazz, speaking of jazz, we should review our first song of the day. Not not our first song, but one of the songs of the day. Yeah, uh, there's a song you mentioned to me. This is that was such a hard transition. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just no, totally no, put no, you no, off. No. Like, you're explaining the stuff. I'm like, hey, so uh, remember this? <laughs> you said you mentioned to me uh, about playing the song Naima by John Coltrane. Oh, I love that song. Which I fucking also very much love this song. Like, extremely love it. I used to play, I played this in a trio when I was in high school. Did you really? I played this song. And this evidently has one of the hardest chords to play yes. in any song. Has a demi- You play music? I don't. What, okay. did you, did, what did you play? Oh, I played bass. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But uh, the guitar has to play a diminished nine, which I guess is like a fucking a real ripper of a chord, evidently. Yeah. Let's hear it. This is for review purposes. John Coltrane's name off of Giant Steps. The song's almost too good to even, like, listen to. It's so good. Like, it's this song couldn't be in a movie, could it? Because if people would just stop watching, they'd be like, oh. Yeah, they'd get lost in this. It's, like, this. unfair. Yeah. The song's about, I believe, his wife. I think so. Yeah. That chord's coming up. That might be it. That's the chord. That's a rough one. And we're back into the tonic here, I believe. We can't play the whole thing, otherwise uh, I'll get fucking, you know, the estate of John Coltrane will slash my tires. But I get chills, Oh, man. this song is a true, it's one of those few ballads that gives you that thing. I think it's just, it really is the chords to me. It's on that song. It's so, it's so like evocative. It really is. It's just that like Coltrane shit, man. <sighs> he does that thing where, how did you get into jazz? In in New York. Okay. Yeah. That was another thing I was exposed to in New York was jazz. jazz. Yeah, my friend Raheem Williams. I remember we were in a circle, and he was he was from New Orleans. Okay. So he had been exposed to jazz, right. you know, and so all his entire life, you know. And they said, you know, we went around and they said, so so tell us your name, tell us a little bit about yourself, and you know, he was, was this an acting dude. class. Yeah. And his name was Raheem Williams, and he just wore these sunglasses, and he was clearly stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he wore his sunglasses real low, and he just said, "My name's Raheem Williams, and I like jazz." Jesus Christ! Yeah. And I was just like, I, "I gotta, I gotta get to know this dude." So he turned you on to a bunch of jazz. Oh man, he t- he turned me on to jazz, and I've never been the same. 
So what were you listening to initially with that? Was that? So he turned me on to Miles Davis, mm-hmm. you know, Sketches of Spain and, and um, God, uh, Coltrane, you know, all the, all the big ones. Right, the classic, like, and 50s then, stuff. And then, you know, some of the other, you know, Horace Silver. Right. And, uh, some some of the more obscure stuff and um uh yeah he he was just and we're friends to this day you know every that's time. cool yeah I, I was i was down to, i was down there shooting um this new show that i'm on called uh, on on becoming a god in central florida which is not a comedy but it is kind of. It, it is, is, yeah. It is kind of a comedy. It's one of those new shows where it's very dark. It's both. Yes. And it's, I don't know. I find that show to be. Uh, it is great. a comedy. It is a comedy. It, it's funny. It's funny what, what comedies are becoming nowadays. Yeah. You know. It, we're so. I think that people have become so media literate because mm-hmm. they consume so much fucking media mm-hmm. that you can get away with making something that is. It's both. In the same span of time that you normally would not be able to do that. I agree. Because there's stuff in that show that I laughed my ass off at. I did too, and I feel, and then you feel so horrible oh, yeah. for laughing. I yeah, and then well, you yeah, there's all there's, stuff, there's also stuff where I just feel like it's just funny visually. Like oh, this is so, the thing I laughed at really hard in episode two. I don't think this is a spoiler or anything, but it's when um, what's his name? Uh, Ted Levine's character is sitting next to Kirsten Dunst and he's sitting in that chair like she just had this tragedy occur in her yeah. life and he's sitting in that chair with his feet spread wide open like, <laughs> yeah, like laying yeah. back like a fucking slouching yeah, asshole yeah. like that was hilarious I thought that was great that too that was the most amazing choice <laughs> I know it like, was uh, I know it's all these extreme choices that you guys get to make yeah that are so funny because you get to be it's also I feel like the, the juxtaposition of stuff is what makes it funny to me too. It's this thing where, like, the stakes of something that's super emotional, but yet they're in a fucking water park, or it's like it's like that kind of. Well, that, I uh... have nervous laughter. So oh, you do. I do have nervous okay. laughter, and so I've gotten in trouble for laughing at things that I shouldn't have laughed at. Really? Yes. Okay. So you laugh like, at cringe stuff. Or I do. Yeah. So like during Twelve Years a Slave, for instance. Right. Like. They had to... <laughs> this is good. This is good. Okay, can we just um, what's your email real quick? This just is terrible. Uh, if you have... <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> oh my god. We were in Perrine, which is a primarily black neighborhood. Oh, right? you worked in that mill movie? Uh, what in in Twelve Years a Slave? Yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. No. Um, but you were watching it. But I was watching it, and where um, was this again? Uh, what you said? You were watching it in a certain neighborhood. In a certain, in, in primarily black neighborhood. In what city? Perrine in Miami. Oh, Miami. Okay. Yeah, Got which it. is primarily a black neighborhood. Got it. And there's this one scene where, um, isn't where what's his name uses um, uh, one of the slaves' heads as kind of like a coaster. God, I don't even remember that. There's a lot of stuff like that that I tend to like see it and then I just don't keep it. Yeah. But that sounds pretty heavy. And it's really heavy and it's really fucked up and terrible. And but it's a choice as an actor and I I I just went berserk laughing. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no one else thought it was funny at all. 
You yeah, because I mean? it's not really funny. But it's not funny. Yeah, because it's not funny. It's not comedy. It's it's tragedy. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he's he's using he's using his he's using a, a slave's head as a as kind of a a stand, pedestal. A pedestal. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. But I I get. When I'm nervous, I laugh. I used to be. They used to call me Giggles. You Where know on I mean? the streets? Yeah. No fucking way. You have a street name? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Mel. <laughs> God, how much longer am I gonna have to do stuff before I get a fucking? <laughs> I just know it's never gonna happen. I need a fucking street name. God, it's fucking Mel Giggles Rodriguez in the house. Giggles, dude. Yeah, hey, Giggles. So, so. Oh man. Holy and, shit. And so. I didn't realize this. My sister's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know, and yeah. like, and I started feeling the tension. Oh. You know what I mean? And then, sure enough, like four security guards walk into the theater. What? Yeah. Because, four? Yeah. Like three or four security guards walk into the theater because, like, I'm about to get fucking attacked. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. For not. For laughing at an, in, an inappropriate time. So what happened? Did it cool down? It cooled down. Yeah, it cooled. It ended up, ended up cooling down. Wow. Um, and and I ended up staying until after the credits, and oh, right. and going to my car a that, little later. That move. Yeah, that move. Damn man, um, that's nuts. But you know, but. But I, during the screening of of the of the, yeah, I'm becoming a god. The, I'm becoming a god. I found myself laughing at times when n- no one was laughing too. You know what I mean? I found myself doing the same thing. I think I was sitting way in the back though. So yeah, yeah. Like, I find things funny that usually people don't find funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they still are funny though. Yeah. I feel like for. For that show, to me, there's just stuff where uncomfortable, thi- uncomfortable, uncomfortable things m- make me funny. That or stuff make me, make me laugh, make yeah. me laugh. Yeah, or stuff that it's like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah, this is yeah. so extreme. Yeah. Totally, that it's hilarious. Like, oh, I wouldn't even think to do that. Yeah, right. like, I wouldn't <laughs> think a person would do something as crazy as, as this. that. Yeah, so it's funny. Yeah, because yeah, so much. That, I feel like that's the case in like Breaking Bad sometimes, and yes, shows like that. Yeah, because to me, Breaking Bad was kind of a comedy show. I feel like I like I, I thought yeah. The Sopranos was a comedy. See, I haven't watched The Sopranos yet. Maybe I should watch it now. Oh God, you have I, to! It's one of those things where I've been reticent to get into it because it's like so much material. But I should just fucking watch it. I guess I have no reason not to. You really need to. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's still and it still stands. Yeah, everyone. A lot of people I know have rewatched it or watched it for the first time recently. I think I might rewatch it again. It's been so long. I know if I did watch it, I'd start talking about it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I would probably start incorporating it into like jokes and things like that. You've never so, seen it. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, uh, but I haven't like watched it through. I remember watching one episode. There was like some violence in it that was so kind of like just really. Uh, it seemed intense, intense, but also just unearned. Okay. That you're kind of like, oh god, this is so uh, heavy that I didn't want to watch it. Kind of, I, I got feel that you. way about Succession a little bit. That show Succession, I have trouble watching it because it's people, everyone is so power and status hungry that I feel like it bleeds into me a little bit. I start thinking in the way 
of the thing I'm watching. You know, I'm talking about. You ever like read a book? Like it's too much. Yeah, like it, affect, it, it affects you. It starts to make sort of. A, I look at the world through the lens of the thing I'm watching the most. Yes. Like I kind of like have like an empathy. A I, tonal I get it. empathy. You know I get what I'm it. saying? Yep, yep, I do. Yeah, where I feel like when stuff is heavy like that, I have trouble watching a ton of it because it, I start to think yeah. about it all the time. I I get I'm very sensitive yeah. that way too. Yeah. Well, you are you're like you always play these characters that are really sensitive and super emotive and I always feel like they're the, a character that at least on a few of the shows where it's this character that um is almost like the uh I don't know how to say this. It's like the character that allows the audience to experience an emotion that um other characters maybe don't have access to. Well, I'm an empath. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's is that all? Is that as simple as that? Is this when you're playing characters? Because... I am. I I mean, in in my life, I'm kind of right. an empath. You know what I mean? It, in a lot of ways, I really want to play. See, but it's yin yang. Yeah. You know, I really want to play the. I really want to play a fucking villain. Oh really? Oh man, so bad. Yeah, you'd be good one, man. I I I would. I, I think really so. would. And people don't know that yet. And I get an opportunity to do that in a couple of things coming up. Oh shit! And <laughs> and I can't wait for people to to, to see, see that side has already been of shot. Me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're not coming out for a little while. But nice. Yeah, but I I can't wait to to. But I want to. But I really want to play a a really villainous. I feel like you probably could because you can do that thing that the most villainous thing ever is to make someone love you and then destroy them. Yes. So if you're like someone who's very empathetic, you can like. Getting in someone's head, mm-hmm. and they you you feel they feel close to you, mm-hmm. so you can take that closeness and manipulate them to extremes. Right, right, because you can get in them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all those dictators you read about, or people you read about, like uh, certain serial killers you read about. That's their thing. Is they're very a, absolutely. There's a charisma, conniving, and... yeah, like Saddam Hussein or some uh-huh. shit. Like yeah. he would probably be like, "Oh, Mel, look at you. Ah, you're so." Look at the what you, the clothes you wear. Oh, I could never dress that way. Yeah. So beautiful. Will yeah. you please come over for dinner? And next thing you know, he says, you agree that we should exterminate the Kurds, right? <laughs> I know I can trust you. We have to exterminate these Kurds, but I, I just don't have time. I can trust you to do that, right, Mel? You're just so wonderful. <laughs> I know I can trust you. Next thing you know, you're fucking exterminating Kurds. <laughs> 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 like that's what it's dumbest. Like that's the thing. That's like yeah. the fucking true villainy is. Yeah, right. Getting someone to do your to buy, dirt to 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 buy it yeah. to buy you. Yeah, to buy to you buy what emotionally. That's right. Speaking of which, I wish people were here to see how how nicely dressed we are. Oh, we're very nicely dressed. We're I have I'm wearing clothes that have holes in them. This is a shirt from my friend's dad. Oh, it's beautiful. This is maybe 50 years old, this shirt, I think. Is it really? Yeah, but he just keeps all this shit in the closet. So he, I think this is actually a shirt from his childhood. They never wore because he grew too big, but he had a ton of shirts that he got rid of. I'm like, I'll take a bunch of these shirts. But it's back. It's back. It's on me. It's back. It's very thin. <laughs> It's a very thin shirt now. But I bet it's like really comfy. It's pretty damn comfy. Yeah. Yeah, I need more of these. It's hard to come by. You can't beat a, a shirt that's been in a Milwaukee closet for 40 years. It's no way. It's like totally worn in. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's I nice mean, and worn in. It's it's what, yeah, people go out and pay a couple hundred dollars for shirts like that now. I paid zero dollar. Zero dollar. It's from the Piddlecoe Library. The Piddlecoes. A great name. 
I want to play another song that you um, have. We have up for review. Well, we have to review Naima real quick. What would you? How would you uh, rate Naima on a on a? What scale would you like to use as far as how how many um out of six? What's something that you think would be an effective uh, rating number? Like oh, you go from one to six. One to six. Six is the best, which is basically unattainable. Oof, God. Uh, one is the worst, and it can be like a it can be like a, a stomp. It can be a bump. It can be a um. You know, I, six, all, all six these on cracks. all these on here are are all. I think all these on here are pretty much sixes for different reasons. Okay, but yeah. what, what would you say is the uh, the metric? Would you call it like a? People say stars. People say uh, claps. You know, would you give it six claps, six stars, six stomps, six kisses, six farts, six kisses, six kisses? Okay, so we're you're rating Naima as six kisses. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think I'm actually going to set a precedent here. I might actually also rate it six kisses. Right on. Um, because it's truly a, a six kiss song. I've said I wouldn't rate anything six because it's such a high number that. But that's a, that's a special song. It's not a regular song. I want. We have a. Um, we only have time for a few more of these songs here. But is there one you'd like to share with us that we can review together from the uh, from the ones that you? What pre- do you like? What what's what's on there that, that you something you know? I'm curious about Luther. Luther Vandross. Let's hear a little bit of Luther. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is, I mean, I'm not surprised you said this. This is Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. I sing this in the car all the time. Dude, this is like a Windows Down Cadillac song, basically. Yeah, this is. This has been sampled, I think, by like a bunch of people, right? It, it like has. a Warren G sample, maybe. Yeah. Dun, dun. Cruising down the sand mm-hmm. I never want to go, because once you know, you're going to get back and do the blow. I live in Miami, yo, little Havana, slow. Luther. Luther. This vo- his voice, dude. I used to hate Luther Vandross as a teen. Did you? Nobody else ever love me. You are my shining star, my guiding light, my love fantasy. This is a hit, right? Yeah, this is a fucking big old hit. You're at the top of my list Cause I'm always thinking of you I still remember in the days When I was scared to love you <laughs> I can see your character From from the I'm becoming a God, God crying in the rain Singing this song <laughs> Like weeping <laughs> Weeping shirt off Masturbating in the rain Oh <laughs> You get asked to cry a lot for things? Or they just tell you, Will fucking Forte... Right? ...would want me to cry all the fucking time. Hey, man. Couldn't you... uh, Can you cry? Can you you cry? cry? Can you do an impression of him? Huh? Can you do an impression of Will? I can't do an impression. Can I do... He's he's just kind of really like... Very... What is Will? What is Will? Oh God, I, I love Will so much. I feel like much. I'm just doing him a group. Did you guys meet on the watch? We did meet on the watch. That's so cool. So he hired you. But, for, yeah, uh, he called me. Like that's so. Cool. He called me and he said, "Hey Mel, um, um, there's this thing I'm doing, and um, um, he." You know what Will does? He does this thing where he, hey man, thing. he takes like 40 minutes to get to the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Will so much, he's God. He's such a beautiful human being. 
He really is. He's such a gentle soul. Oh, yeah, he's outstanding. Such a kind, kind, kind man. He is, there's just not a bad bone in his body. Um, I just, I absolutely love him. But you're about to say how he used to make you cry. Yeah, he just (laughs) made me want, yeah. It was like, yeah, there there came this point where um, I guess he could, he knew, he, he, figured I could he figured out I could cry on command uh-huh. and then the scripts just kept kept Jesus. coming like um, and I'm like you're just you're gonna have me fucking cry in every fucking scene aren't you and uh-huh. he was like yeah yep. yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 that's cool and so so yeah every every scene Todd was crying about something and I was like just can you please fucking stop having me cry you know it's exhausting. Yeah, it's that it is exhausting as fuck. It's so exhausting, dude. I have a I have a hard time with I find it's a thing where it's like, "Oh my god, okay." Oof. And here he we does go. a bunch of takes, too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm at the end of the day, you've cried 40 times. You just literally like You're a sack. Oh my god. It's like we're talking about at the beginning. You're crying as an actor, but you're still crying. You're crying. So it still feels the same, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so interesting. And I don't use the 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 thingy. The tear stick? No. Yeah. I, I yeah. I never use one of those. Yeah. But I've also haven't been asked to cry more than a few times. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Takes a yeah. do you use like a memory or you I was just on the phone of... with a bud the other day right. and we were just talking about how much we love Son of Zorn. Oh really? And we were bummed that it got canceled. Yeah, we were. It was a bummer. Yeah, it's always a bummer to do one season of a show because yeah. it's a thing where the first season is so much work. Yes. Especially like for me, I feel like I have to work on it a ton because I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out where everything is. Like, where where do where does this person do this? Like, I have to figure out the lay of the land with um with the character. Like, that's the hardest thing is the first season. So. You want to get a second season just so you can make all that work worth it because yes. it's like it's like clearing off the railroad tracks. Yeah. So I'm just really good at clearing the railroad tracks at this point. <laughs> hey, you want to come in here and fucking uh, you know scoop all this six feet of snow out so we can take our train through? <laughs> oh, can I ride that train? Oh no, you won't be riding on the train. You'll just be cleaning the snow. <laughs> um, but I mean, I just cleared it. Can I just ride on the train with you guys? No, <laughs> you no. can hop on for a little bit, and we'll take you down the road. But you cannot ride on the train no. properly. I've been there. I yeah. know. I know how that feels. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's temporary. Obviously, it's yeah. like everything. It's temporary. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm so good at that now. To where if something were to happen, like I feel like it's probably made me. It's gonna. It's made me a lot more grateful than I think I used to be. Yeah. It's weird how like that's the case. How. How you think you're grateful, but you look back like, oh, I was not grateful at all. I was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You look back like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. You're, you're married, right? I'm married. Yeah. Kid- grateful. Grateful. Yeah. Grateful. Yeah. Kids? No kids. No kids. They'll be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have kids? I do. I have two. Wow. Yeah. I've, I, God, I hope I don't fuck them up. Well, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it is. It's like that I thing. Think they, I think it's already. You see all the those damage signs? is done. Oh yeah, yeah. My friend just said this joke where um, if how the you have these bumper stickers on cop cars that says "Don't abandon your baby." Yeah. It's like if you have to, if that keeps you from abandoning your baby, you probably should. 
That's why I feel about those big billboards that say, um, that say it's so true. don't leave kids or dogs in a hot car. It's like, you shouldn't have either. Yeah. If that's what it takes to, oh, yeah, fuck. Favorite hot car. Ah, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. You got, Thank you, you for reminding me. It should be it's like, if you if this billboard reminds you, <laughs> right. give the kid up for adoption. <laughs> leave him at a firehouse. They're going to have a lot of issues, but they're going to, you know, the pri- 25% chance drug addict, 75% chance great artist. <laughs> or, you know, it's also 1% chance they'll be both. <laughs> I could be like, what's his name? Uh, Tom Sizemore? <laughs> great actor. A lot of drugs. <laughs> oh, man. No, they're great. Uh, one's, one's four. She shows her love by punching me. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, she's at that perfect height where that's like all the speed bag, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Ugh. Yeah. And one is uh, seven months right now. Seven months. Oh, that's young. Yeah. Oh, she's she's so, a baby. She's a baby. Oh, man. she's so cute, dude. Thanks for making it out. Yeah, wow. man. Wow. Oh, or at dude. this point, it's like, yes, thank you. Can I leave? Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> Good oh, excuse. Thank oh, you. Uh, oh, I've got to go to work. Yeah, uh, this sucks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got to do this podcast with Ooh, Johnny, hon. It's I a gotta. Wait, it's a five-hour podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know why he's recording in Sunland, but he is. Uh, Sunland, that's Palmdale. Pacoima. Palmdale. Palmdale. Palm Springs? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I had to stay over. I had to step can't drive back. I can't. He got me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said it was kombucha, but it was not it kombucha. Wasn't. Yeah. It was something else. And it'd be in scotch. You got, you're drinking your kid's electrolyte? You're drinking your kid's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their diarrhea juice. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is this? Electrolytes. Yeah. No. This this is something I picked up at Seven Eleven. It's an electrolyte beverage. It looks like that Pedialyte stuff. People. Oh, it does exactly like Pedialyte. Yeah. A lot of those uh, jackass dudes swear by that for hangovers. Oh really? Yeah. You know they're pretty good at that too. Mm-hmm. Pretty good at having mm-hmm. hangover. I never try. I should try that more often. But those guys, man. Yeah, they're How hard. Do... Oof. How do they do it? They just do. They do. They just do. They're like seasoned. They're like a old baseball glove. They are. Just can't fucking. Have, have you seen their? They're 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 like they're. Have you seen their their skins not looking? Well, I mean, we, we talk about different people here, but some like Knoxville looks great. I did a movie with him. Knoxville looks good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, you you did. You yeah, did. I did with... a movie with him and Pontius. That's right. Yeah. My, my buddy Dan Bacadell was in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do you know Dan? Oh, I love Dan, man. Dan's the best. Yeah, Dan's a good dude. Dan's great, um, man. We go, me and Dan go way back. We did a movie, uh, well, we've known each other forever, but and then uh, we did a movie with Tony Hale called- Tony Hale is ridiculous. Tony Hale is a sweetheart. What the fuck? Did, where did that guy learn to act, man? I don't know. I watch him sometimes. He I makes just, me like, laugh so much. He is. Ugh, it's ridiculous. The stuff he does is or so. I don't know. Just him in life, in 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 life too. He makes me laugh. Really, I yeah. don't know much about him. He's Mormon, right? Is he really? Oh yeah, Tony Hale. I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? Is he? Re- are you joking? I'm almost certain this. Unless I'm thinking of it wrong, there's only one Tony Hale, right? Tony Hale mm-hmm. who plays Bus uh, Buster from um, uh, Arrested Development. He's in a. Uh, yeah, Tony Hale. He's a Mormon guy. Oh, okay. He's got a bunch of kids, and he's like, no yeah. doubt Mormon, but he's like, yeah. I don't know, man. He's just yeah. going to act like a motherfucker. Oh, dude. 
he's so funny. Yeah. And such a good, just just a good dude. But you know him from him and Bacadell from the same thing. Yeah, we did a movie right. called. Um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Why am I? Oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it's called Drawing a Blank. It's called Drawing a Blank. Directed by John Woo. Yes. Shot in Taiwan yes. in 2006. <laughs> yes. That's it, man. Drawing a Blank. I've got it right here. You don't have to. You don't have to bring it up. What I was going to ask you though is about your kids. So, like when you were growing up. Was there a lot of music played in the house or around? Not really, no. Not really? No, okay. no, yeah. So what was the first time you heard something where you're like, oh, this is very much, this is my thing. It's not something that someone else is, I guess. It was hip-hop. Was that, what was, do you remember the first song you heard where you felt like a, sort of like an ownership, like a kinship of it? Yeah, to it? it was It was the Beastie Boys. Really? Yeah. It, it was, it was, they, we, we, we were on the school bus and... They were playing um, um, uh, y- You've Got to Fight for Your Right to Party. And you were just were like, this is the I was best. like, this is fucking How old were you, think? I was probably like 11 or 12. So do you play music for your kids then? Do you play only music in the house? I play I play music in the car. Okay. And then Luther. I play... I play, yeah. But, you know, my, my playlist is like really... I mean, in the car is just like, you know, I mean, it'll go from like, you know, some something. It, it's so, it's so random, right? I mean, it's like. But you're not listening to Spotify, are you? No. So well, how do you I don't know. I don't know how to work Spotify. So how do you listen to music? I have, I have, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have Pandora. Okay, got it. So I'll, like, I'll oh. put in something, and then it'll just kind of play. I've I've I found this guy Anderson Pack recently. Oh, we just played him on the podcast a few weeks ago. Someone told me about him. Yeah, he's his so, shit's great. It sounds old, but it's not. Isn't isn't it's he fucking tight? Tight? Yeah. You know what makes me want to play? Because I was just I was just listening to this song recently. I heard it on on uh, the wave. You know, ninety seven the wave. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard this song before, but I fucking loved it. It's a hit. Yeah. Smokey Robinson being with you. You know oh, the song? Oh yeah, love that. You ever seen the music video for it? No. It is the best. It's what's like two shots, three shots. It's such a time capsule of music yeah. video. You gotta check it out. I want to play a little of this song because okay. like this is like something where. Oh yeah. I haven't been able to appreciate this until like now. Previously, I would just hate this, but something about the hook on this song like just got me for the first time. Like the way the uh, not this part so much, but the um, the fucking. The production on this shit. It's so Price. tight. Ugh. I don't care what they think if you're leaving. I'm gonna beg you to stay. There's also something about Smokey's voice, too. Yeah. He's like so cool. It's so cool. It's almost like he, if he can you imagine if he insulted you, how much that would sting? <laughs> it's like, like, hey Mel. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like super quiet. Fuck you, bitch. Hey, now. Kiss my ass. You a little <laughs> bitch ass. <laughs> I would be so hurt. I would too. Instead of if someone yelled at me, I would be not as hurt, but if Smokey, man. I feel like Smokey is secretly like a real gangster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he's got, I think he's like, 
One of those guys who probably brought a knife at her to meetings like, I get six points on this. <laughs> all right, I want all the points on the backing of this record, but we're not going to fucking record it, okay, Barry? <laughs> Barry, shut the fuck up. I'm going to kill you, Barry. <laughs> but some motherfuckers getting cut. Hey, you know why they're called the Miracles? Because they're still alive. <laughs> they deal with me every fucking day. James Brown kicked me in the face when I was two. <laughs> I don't care if they stab you. I don't care if you stab me in the fucking face. I'm gonna live. I'm gangster as fuck. scary, man. See, I'd love it. I'd love to, I'd love a gangster who yes. had a high-pitched voice like that. Yeah, I think that a lot of them do, right? That Don't dude they? would be fucking hey, scary as fuck. Look, Mel, I just couldn't help but notice, but this bag's kind of light. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, Jeremy, will you pick up this bag? See, Jeremy's even weaker than me. Yeah. Jeremy, you, pick, you can pick that bag up? Yo, count that shit. I don't know. He's not so good with numbers, but guess what? I'm pretty good. <laughs> and I, I just can't help but notice that this is kind of light, Mel. So, um, I got to go to the bathroom. It's going to take me about 10 minutes. But when I come out, I just want to know what's going on. I want to know. I want to know this what's... This better be a little more heavy. This better be heavier. <laughs> and if it can't be heavier, I'm going to have to put something else in there. It's really heavy. <laughs> like your motherfucking head. Like your motherfucking head. That's right. <laughs> Um, great. Thanks for coming out, Mel. Um, well, uh, that's great. Um, maybe we could try that a little differently, actually. You want to do that? Um, <laughs> hi. Um, thank you for coming to John Papsidera's office. <laughs> hi. Um, we don't validate. We don't validate. But you used to. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, any bad casting experiences? Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. You know, the ones where they're just, like... You know, there were a couple, there's two in particular that I can think of, and I'm not going to say any names. Yeah, you can't say names. But, um, so one was, um, one was like, okay, so, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I'm up next, uh-huh. right? And there's another actor sitting next to me and, and the casting director comes out and this is earlier on in my career right and the casting director comes out and um she says oh my god so and so right to the person sitting next to yeah. me come in oh my it's so good to see you and uh, he says i think he was next meaning me and she was like oh <laughs> Don't worry about him. Get in here. Uh, Did you go in after that? Yeah. Oh, man. I would have loved to just... Well, there's a lot of things I love to do, but I probably yeah, wouldn't have done them. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. You know, but we're pieces of shit. Yeah, so. we're just little uh, little, little uh, rice crackers. Yeah. <laughs> little, like, gummy bears and rice crackers. Pretty much. There yeah. was that one. That was, that was kind of soul-crushing. Um, then there was, what was the other one? Um, oh God, there was one, um, God, that, fuck, I just, I had it. Uh, 
It's okay. We'll come back to it. Well, that's a, just, it reminded me because I was going to ask you early. Do you have one? I have one, but it's a dumb one. It's like a commercial casting thing. Those are weird. Those are not even the same. It's not even those the same. Those are weird. Thing. I I I I went to a refugee camp compared to I went to I I I went to a a commercial casting once. I've never done a commercial. Right. And I I I, I uh, not not that I didn't want to. I just never kind of just never happened. It yeah. just never happened, but I went to a commercial casting once because somebody said that I'd be right for something and it was just this weird It's a bad vibe. It's a bad vibe. It's a real bad vibe. It was like this weird, like, you're about Jeremy? Just booked that Pizza Hut. Yeah. He, so-and-so. Oh, yeah. So-and-so got that Coca-Cola. Oh, fucking Daryl did? Fuck Daryl. Yeah. What a, that fucking uh, motherfucker. What mother a piece fu- of shit. Oh, yeah. hey. How's it going? Hey. Yes. It's like this weird. It was this weird, like, yeah. and I was like, I can't handle this shit. No, dude. it's nah. There's something about it. I, I mean, I didn't realize... You know when you think that it's just you? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it wasn't me. I just thought I hated going to these things because I I hated them. Then I realized, oh, this is just a nightmare. It was mean-spirited and it was like... Everything. It's just sort of bile. Yucky. Bile and nasty and Uh shit. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, I haven't had anything really bad. I think I've just had bad auditions that I didn't know were bad auditions until... Later, yeah, but otherwise, well, I've had one. I, yeah, I had one where I knew, um, I knew I didn't have the part, mm-hmm. and I just was like, and I knew that the guy, the guy had already cast the part, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he had me in, and the casting director was really downtrodden because she, she, she knew, like. That it was a waste of time, me even coming in. Oh, and so, uh, and so the executive producer. It was just. It was really just a fucking waste of my. Yeah. Waste. And so he literally was on his cell phone the entire God. time I was doing my audition. Like not even, not even, didn't even, even didn't even look up. Wow. From the from his cell phone, and like, you know, there. I have I have these moments of like I have these moments sometimes where I where I have like where I have flip 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 out mode where I where where I feel like I can I could go into flip out mode little Havana mode yeah where like and and this guy's known to be a dick oh this guy's known to be like you know what I mean like a yeah. dick. And like he didn't even say thank you. He didn't even say hi to me when I came in the door or wow. anything. Like I really wanted to just, 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 just be like, just be human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just be human. Like I wanted to grab his cell phone and smash it against the fucking wall <laughs> and walk out of the room. Yeah. And I thought about it, and then I said, Nah, because. The the universe did it to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he doesn't work anymore. Ooh. No one does, you know. It's really funny how that shit works. It is. How almost, there's this guy, Swamp Dog. You know, he's a musician from uh, the South. He's yeah. much older. I've had him on the podcast a few times. But he talks about how anyone he's ever not liked, they've been, they're dead. <laughs> they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, everything, you always get what's coming to you, you pretty do. much. You really do. I even got to see an actor one time. This guy was like a real prick. He was like a, 
17, he got cast in some big movie, and he was like a, a super, just a classic uh, stuff shirt prick Cock guy. sucker. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Not him- Not that there's anything with sucking cock. No, but just the, the term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he was he was very arrogant. Yeah. Arrogant little bastard. Yeah. And I did not like him. I avoided him. I saw him like maybe a year or two later after that. I hadn't seen him since. The sweetest, most genuine guy. I'm like, he got, he got, he, he got something happened to him. He got served up something and it changed him for the I better. I have, I have, I have a, I have a, a philosophy. Life has to punt. Everybody needs to get punched in the fucking face at yeah. least once by life. Maybe not literally, but you're going to get... But you got to get punched in the face. It's a PhD in life. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. It, you you need to be served some humble pie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody needs it, you know, because you go because if not, you walk around... Like this cocky bastard. You're disconnected too. You're you like are. this thing. You're not part of the world around you. You're not, and mm-hmm. and 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 you you go around treating people shitty, and you know, yeah. and, and not, and yeah, and and it's yeah, it's bad. You know? It is. It's bad. Well, that's the thing that I keep thinking. I wanted to talk about is um, I remember early on when I very first met you. I think you were meditating in an audition room. And oh yeah, I, and that's I've since learned that you do TM, right? I do, and I I started doing it about maybe four or five years ago. You did? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, I mean, um, how did you get into that? Well, my brain is insane. My brain is nuts. It's right. all over the place, mm-hmm. and so it's um, just this raging river. Right. And so I've and since I've since I've been doing it, what happens is when it be when it is this raging river. I just become an observer and it becomes kind of less of a raging river and then becomes kind of a a stream mm-hmm. and as I watch it more it becomes a creek and then as I watch it more it becomes this gentle kind of stream and then a pond This is when you're doing your meditation? Yeah. And then and then I can watch my thoughts, and they become little fish just jumping in the pond, and you know. And... I wish I had some nice music to go behind this, Mel. <laughs> we could sell this shit. <laughs> Jesus. And and then I then I then I can just observe my thoughts, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be governed by them and overwhelmed by them. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. Is there something that made you want to learn TM though? Because that's it's a very specific thing. It's not just like you don't read a book. You have yes, to like... because I was really, I was really, I was really ruled by my brain. You feel like you had like a lot of rage, or is it not necessarily chaos? rage? But I had a lot of anxiety. Uh-huh. I had a lot of I was a lot of nervous energy. Uh, I, I, I internalized my stuff. And so I would have, um, I had, um, have you ever had a panic attack? I don't think I have. I've come close, but I have not. I started getting them in New York. Okay. So this is a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst, man. Oh, it's terrible. I wouldn't wish. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Like my worst enemy. So and is that why you? Is that what? So, I needed something. Yeah. That's cool. So you've been doing it for like what, fifteen, twenty years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because I remember seeing that, and I was just so. You looked so peaceful in this room that was like some makeshift, shitty 
little ante room where people were waiting to go and audition for something. Yeah. And I was like, this is so interesting. And then later I learned what that, what that was. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Like, what a, what a great tool. Uh, what an amazing tool. It know? was the best tool because yeah. there's so – especially in, in those tight quarters, mm -hmm. everybody's so nervous. Yeah. They're about to go into this room and get – get watched under this magnifying glass yeah. you know and it it's such a it's such an unnatural situation really mm -hmm. you know it's not even natural compared to what you're going to be doing if you do get, cast. get the job yeah it's yeah. not even natural in that sense and so i kind of flipped it and turned it into this thing where i was like okay when you go in there Act like you're, you know, first of all, it's not an audition anymore. You're shooting it. Oh, okay. Okay, so. That's a good tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're shooting it. You're, 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 you're not auditioning anymore. You're shooting it. Uh -huh. And go in there and before you go in, just quiet your mind and be this thing. Be completely off book and always carry the pages in your hand some mm -hmm. some casting director told me this one time because it gives them makes them feel good about it because if you slip up you have it there but no no it always, but no it gives them it gives them the idea for subconsciously it gives them the idea that they're that this isn't necessarily the final product that there's oh, yeah, always okay. That there's still, I can still give you more. There's still more I can give you. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm. This is really, really good, right? Right. But, but there's still more I can still give you. Still work in progress. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. That it's not. This isn't the final product. Is there someone who told you that idea about going in and auditioning as though it was you're shooting it that? Somebody told me that, yeah, yeah. Somebody told me that years ago. It was a, a friend of mine, Marlene Forte, and she she told me that. She said, "Go in there and shoot it." And I, that's cool. That was cool. That really and that really that really struck me. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, that's right. Shoot it." And I was, and it, cha it changed the, my whole perception of auditioning. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've, I've heard people say something similar to that, but never that exact thing. And it's like a... Uh-huh. Yeah, I've also had a weird thing lately where a lot of casting directors will, they'll be like, tell me not to worry about the words. Uh-huh. Like, it's so weird. I had it happen three times in a row. And I was like, I've been working so hard to do the opposite for so long. Right. So now it's like, come full circle, like... We yeah. don't want you. To, we don't care. Just be the character. Yeah. Whatever you say is fine. The words don't really matter at this point. Yeah. I'm like holy shit, that's so funny because, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird how that works. Auditioning sucks. Man. Yeah, it does suck. You know, but it is nice to get to audition if you can audition. I mean, I, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I think I have, I have friends who are such great actors mm -hmm. that have not, that have not. Have not had an opportunity to like yeah. do this thing that we do because they're not they're they suck at auditioning. You just have to learn it, otherwise their ner their nerves get in the way. Yeah, yeah. Is there like a thing that you do when you have like lean, when you've had lean times, 
Because, you know, a lot of people, that's like an old thing where you don't want to wait for the phone to ring kind of thing, obviously. I used to paint. Um, I used to paint. Now I've got the kids. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I usually just party with the kids. You know what, what kind of what kind of party stuff are they into? Yeah, we smoke math. Oh, really? Yeah. Smoke it, huh? Yeah. Honey, I'm a hot chrome down eleven hundred. What I'm doing? Getting money? What you doing? How many thousand money, times you listen to this song? Oh, God, so many times. This is Birdman and Lil Wayne. I'm a stunt like my daddy. Bitch, I'm paid. That's all I gotta say. Can't see you, little nannies. The money in the way. And getting high. Getting that high pay. And I'm. Oh, shit, it's back. I was trying to play this too, the, uh, the ambient frog sounds to rap over. Let's do it. Let's do it, dude. I love, I love, th- this is, this is there my hyped up in the car sound. Let me get a, uh, let me see here. Um, I'm trying to get a beat here. Okay, this will be good to go with it. Um, how about this? Maybe get one more sound going with it. Yeah. Uh. Bitch, I'm paid. That's all I gotta say. Can't see them, and the money's in the way. Sitting high against a ride plane. This is someone chopping wood too. Wait, let me hear. Can you put? Can you put the other thing to it? Oh, what's that? The the the, the sitting on a Yamaha. Oh, what's that? The the other one. Oh shit. Put you the mean, lyrics to it too. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll sing to the lyrics. I wait, sit on You mean stunting? Stunting. Let's play at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna sound crazy. All right. This sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is just some random beat. Fuck around, let the boy brains on the gate. Pick him up, about to let him lay. Where I'm from, you see a fucking dead body every day. The beach is made out of clay. Make <laughs> pots. Put some pickles in the jar. Uh. <laughs> Up far. What you doing? We screwing. I'm up for an Oscar. We Nomination. Get down. That's pretty tight. We tight. Come around. Go away. Huh? What? Casserole, bad bow. Oh my god, I gotta go. Piss! Ah! Hey, my eye. I'm pissing in your eye. I'm smelling like a guy who put too much cologne on downstairs. Drinking the war, who cares? Pulling out the garage upstairs. <laughs> She's got my hands off in the toilet bowl. Sweetheart, like a hoe. Cracking like a mole in the dirt. Don't hurt. Smells burnt. Toast. Heart attacks the most. Painful thing I ever experienced, except for when I got butter. shot. Butter. Motherfucking butter. Nutter. Nutter butter. 
Nutter butter and Gatorade. I drank it on the roof. A lot of fucking sugar. <laughs> I used to drink Gatorade and butter butters on the fucking roof of Hollywood by the Pier 1. For real, actually. I did used to do that. That's awesome. That was great, Mel. I fucking dug that. You too. You have any parting words? I've got so many great words. You don't even have to have any parting words. But if you did have a parting word, I don't know, anything like that. I don't know, man. Fucking. Well, everyone just, should meditate. That's a good thing. Yeah, just be, be nice to people. Cool. Yeah, be be kind. Be kind. Don't be a dick. Meditate. Meditate. Um. You know. Yeah. You know this one? Fuck yeah! This is yeah. You just lit up. Giggles just lit up on this one, man. Oh my god, we're on the streets right now. Alligators, cigars. <laughs> Alligators, cigars. Alligator cigars. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for being here, Mel. I really appreciate it. Oh, Johnny, it was really my pleasure. This was super man. fun. It was I'm... a long time coming. When it's a long time coming, it's always really good. Yeah, man. Yeah, for real. I'm really glad we got to do this. Totally, and we can do it again, obviously, anytime. Yeah. And everyone's got to watch your show. Um, yeah. Coming to God in Central Florida. I hope I hope they do, man. It's a really good one. It's fantastic. I'm uh, looking forward to watching it tonight. The new episode. Does it- and your buddy Josh Fadem yes, is on, in- and he is fantastic. Fantastic. He really is. It comes out uh, every week on Showtime. What day? Uh, Sunday. Sunday Sundays. nights at ten nine Central. On Showtime. On Showtime. Mel Rodriguez. You can check him out online at wherever you Google his name, and you'll figure it out. If this you can't find him that way, exit music. Fuck yes. yeah. Giggles, stand back. He's becoming a villain now. Oh, I forgot I had this fucking keyboard. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this thing sucks. I can't play the chords once I'm Fucking now. sweet, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for being here, Mel. My pleasure. Good night. Good night. Bye, y'all. Bye.